Another year. Barely. Barely made it. The old acquaintance be forgotten, my friend. Okay. You're so deep, James, at this hour of the morning. So 2021, Christ, I didn't think it was ever going to end, to be honest. Well, do you remember that the hope, you know, do you remember how much you were filled with hope at the beginning of 2021? And because 2020 was such a shit year, you're thinking, oh, finally, it's oh, over. Yeah. This is going to be good. You know, whenever you think that things can't get worse, I want you to remember this year. I just want you to remember it. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Remember when we were getting such a hard time for cracking jokes about the the pandemic <laughs> early on about the, the three weeks to flatten the curve flatten the curve man just just bear with us it's only a couple of weeks you can pull it off one eternity later <laughs> right and it's worse <laughs> but hey we had a pretty busy year ourselves Another year of Great Dive Podcasts in the old Lang Syne history books, if you know what I mean. I, I hear you. 50 episodes. Did we do 50? I think we only did two that we uh, we took a week off, didn't we? Yeah, you know, uh, I, I think we did pretty good because we did, we got really busy with, uh, you know, some family issues at the end of National Cave Diving Month last year, and we re-released the incident at Indian Springs. We re-released. <laughs> That's code for <laughs> we just threw up an old episode, right? If you re-release yeah, it, well, it's it, pretty cool. Literally. It's literally what, it, what that means. Yes. It's a re-release. Oh, okay. I'm going to listen to it then. Uh, and we did it because, you know, both of us had a lot of yes, stuff yeah. going on. And then um, we didn't want to do a half-ass episode. So we, we came back the following week. We, maybe we should have re-released for this episode. <laughs> we still have time we still have time so here folks here's a re-release of an episode from 2019 before things went to shit this is what we sounded like before everything went to shit well maybe we actually could start we, we could take six months off and just start playing like episode you know 10 to episode 60 again <laughs> <laughs> but we'll just redo redo the audio because our audio is so bad in those early days that maybe nobody will realize it. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't great audio, but I'll tell you what I've listened to other podcasts and uh, I think we still beat them. Oh, you know? I thought I in the in the world of podcasts. We are doing pretty damn good. In a world of podcasts, yeah. Statistically, they say that over 90% of podcasts, if not 99, won't make it past episode 7. Really? I did not know that. I figured it was it was a low number, but I didn't think it was that low. Well, it's because so many people get into podcasting because they think they're going to make a million dollars on it. Would you like to tell them about the Great Dive Podcast bank account? <laughs> 900000 <laughs> We're almost there. But yeah, I think so many people 
have these delusions of grandeur that they're going to start a podcast. <laughs> they're going to have stamps.com and Casper Beds immediately advertising <laughs> on their show, and they're going to be getting these royalty checks right off the get-go. And they get, you know, four or five episodes in, all the show's doing is costing them money yeah. and time and more time. And they don't have any more, more subjects to talk about. And they don't have anything to... Game <laughs> <Hey, I'm laughs> all talked <laughs> The bar napkin, that was the great idea for the show. They, they've already gotten to the other side of it. They didn't have anything on that side of the bar napkin. Yeah, the, the, the shows fizzle out. But, I mean, we're approaching 250 with only, I mean, less than a handful of repeats in there. I say, I say we've been pretty successful. We're doing okay, Jamesy. But I think we entered it with a smarter long-term idea. And I don't think even the, the idea originally was long-term. It was just something fun to try out and do. But we entered it with just doing our normal talking like we normally do after a dive with our dive buddies and just recording that. And wanting to talk to the people and have a genuine discussion with the people, and the feedback we keep getting has been great. So it's it's hard to it's hard to stop. It is. I know. I know you've probably wanted to throw the towel in trying to come up with new topics every week. Um, it's got to be frustrating. Every week. Every week, a new topic. That towel is hanging right there, <laughs> right there on my doorknob every week, every week. But then, dude, we then I, I get a package in like I just got in yesterday. So, yeah, so we got this very nice package in from Philip with a holiday greeting card that says, Hey, pals, with this parcel, I'd like to express my gratitude to the both of you. Exactly as you expected, pouring a Weissbier is an art known only to a few selected people that he also shared with us the instructions how to properly pour and enjoy one of these fine Weissbiers. <laughs> that was a little Austrian there. That was a little Arnold. Weissbiers. Get to the Weissbier if you want to live. It's uh, it's funny because he says, first of all, the beer is a wheat beer brewed in Bavaria, somewhere close to Germany. We take high pride in not being a part of that shit place, but instead instead claim an everlasting monarchy with our last king who killed himself in one of the most famous diving spots in Bavaria. And then he goes on to describe to us how to properly pour these beers and uh, we need to do this. He gr- gives a really great suggestion about you got to keep it properly cooled. And he mentions that keeping it cool in the Great Lakes and then consuming it post-dive might be a great way to truly enjoy this. Challenge accepted. I like it. Maybe we go do a dive on the Nordmere this summer. Because it's in the ger- spring. a German name. It's a it's a German freighter <laughs> that uh, sank yeah. in the Great Lakes. That's apropos. Or he says uh, we could get together and enjoy this with him over the interwebs. 
Nice. I think that's a pretty good idea, too. I think that's a really good idea as well. Yeah, yeah. And lastly, he does say, where can I get this PFOG? Well, we are we are uh, reformulating PFOG at this moment, but we're gonna we're gonna re-release PFOG <laughs> shortly. Shortly, yes, we've got a new we've got a new secret vice beer formula that we are <laughs> working on day and night, trying to come up with this new ever clearing compound. Of P-Fog for your masks. The miracle defog. Well, it's really just the miracle of the defog world, P-Fog. They never thought we could get something that could work so well and um, be so plentiful. But yeah, every month, Brando, the, the Patreon numbers come in and all the people who are out there donating every month to us. I see that and I get these emails that come in. And it, it reawakens my spirit and my soul that it's not just you and I talking like a bunch of angry old lunatics. <laughs> it's actually resonating with the people in a way that, that makes, them, makes them care more about the water, about, about looking good in the water and doing the right thing underwater and not just thrashing around to get a picture of a sea fan and a maybe a whale shark you know what i mean i do know what you mean yeah it, it is refreshing to know that there are people that um that have the same passion you know that care about what we do i mean that that to me is probably the same thing you know as you're saying which is the reason you keep putting out these episodes yeah and people have been sending us some suggestions and we and we the tell them just to shut up just shut <laughs> up <laughs> it's like do you and we keep telling it's our show hello <laughs> No, I love I love getting the suggestions. There's been a bunch of great ones lately that that we are going to get to. Yeah, we have a great fan base that have given us great suggestions, even offered up uh, things that they've written, they've put together. Yeah, we still have ideas to talk about, James. There's still fresh new uh, topics out there, so don't don't get frustrated. And you know, speaking of fresh and new, like uh, we did some really cool episodes this year. You know, looking back, you know, we did. We did a couple multi-parts again this year. Yeah. You know, we, we did that, that multi-part of the first U.S. training curriculum. Yeah, we did. That was a good one. That was a really good episode, a uh, couple episodes, actually. Yeah, based out of the program that started at Scripps Institute of Oceanography. Right. And didn't we, didn't we have a friend heading that way or in that program at the same yeah, time? Yeah, that had entered it just recently. Yeah, very, very mm-hmm. much so from our... Our Zoom. Ever ongoing pandemic madness monthly happy hours, which there's no end in sight for. <laughs> Thanks to the Omicron variant. Or whatever variant. What do they think what do you think they're gonna come up with next after Omicron? It's uh they just released it. It's called the Are You Shitting Me variant. Coming coming at you in June twenty twenty two. It's the for fuck's sakes Wolfie variant. <laughs> but we have been pretty good at managing to keep uh, all that bullshit out of our podcast, which has been, I'm sure, a refreshing change from the daily news. If you're plugged into the daily news and it's COVID this, COVID that, variant this, Omicron that, Delta here, there a Delta here a Delta, everywhere a Delta Delta. 
You don't you can you can be worry free that when you tune into the Great Dad podcast, we are not going to uh We're not gonna fear monger. No, we're not gonna contribute to the bullshit. We might talk about learning scuba diving properly and uh stuff like learning mastery and harassment training. Remember that we did a harassment a, a multi-part on harassment training. Yes, that was a good one. That was yeah. That was a big hit, and then we turned that into the the talk on mastery and excellence and the the laws of learning. I mean, that, that was a that was a nice series. That was like a four or five part series. That we yes, did. we got a lot out of that and uh, a lot of good information, helpful and probably, and I'm hoping at least that the people got a, a lot out of it. You know what? We also. Uh, Showed people how to how to open a tank valve properly in in our episode how to open a tank valve or sixty nine ways to get her number. Remember that episode? <laughs> I remember sixty nine <laughs> ways how to get her number. I used forty eight of those on my wife alone when we first met. <laughs> we had we've had some good episodes this year, and the more I think about it, the more I kind of peruse our our website here, taking a look. Um, we talked about James Bond again, the Thunderballers. We did, and um, I really enjoyed that because the Thunderballers and Nelson's Choice, that was you know, another multi-part that we did about the birth of the Voight regulator. Yeah. Right? As the, we, everybody knows the Aqualung came into play, but the Voight really took off. And I thought... You know, my inner nerd really came out, and I, I mean, I thought that was interesting, fun little discussion. I don't think overall it was our most, most popular, yeah, most loved episode of the year. That I think the people just wanted us to get up here and sing and dance and they want to be split fins or something. But I, I listen, people, I, I want to come in with some real journalistic knowledge from time to time. Yeah, well, the people want to be entertained, James. They they don't want to hear someone reading uh, about regulators to them. That's even the history. Although you know, we can come across as two old guys who love the old days because uh, they were great and the future is shit. But <laughs> but we don't back want to come in my days, exactly. son. But the, I don't think the young people realize we were them once, and they'll become what we are now. And uh, oh, it's going to be. I think this is why the people really stick around <laughs> is when Brando gets all philosophical on your asses. No, it's just it's good to look back on those days and, and kind of uh, reflect on where you came from and what we used as stepping stones to get to where we're at. And some of those days are fun. It's good to talk about the old days. So that was good. I liked I liked that one. Nelson's choice, like I say, and and I'm a big fan of uh, James Bond Thunderball, especially because it was so huge and did so much for scuba diving. You know, to put it in the forefront of uh, people's minds and whatnot. Put it on the big screen. Put it on the Life magazine cover. And of course, Sean Connery and and Martini's shaken, not stirred, Mish Money Penny. Um. <clears throat> When do you know when Thunderball came out? Oh, 1965. Um, because I've got a great article from Skin Diver when it did come out. Maybe we'll, yeah, we talked about that. Didn't we talk about it? It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't do like an anniversary hit, which, which is fine. We could do, uh, we could do a cool revisit of Thunderball maybe this summer, like during the 
blockbuster release era or time frame of the year. When the Epsilon variant comes out, do you think it'll be Epsilon already come out? Which variant shall we bring out Thunderball on? Theta. Theta. Theta variant. Yeah, when the Theta variant. Okay, I like it. Yeah, we could uh, we could do that if we, when the Theta variant hits, we'll we'll do our <laughs> in celebration of the Theta variant. <laughs> Thunderball exclusive. You know, I would like to do for 2022. I don't know how the people feel about it, but I would like to get back and do a little bit more history, kind of like what you were just saying, how we got to where we are. A little bit more of the older stuff the older ways what was standard for so long and how that's evolved into the way things are today yeah i like doing that i mean it's it's very very helpful to uh, understand where we come from and, and kind of the the source of the uh i guess the the ire if you will against the the main main industry the mainstream scuba industry, the the kind of disappointment in it, because when you see where it came from and where we're at, and we it kind of dipped into this low quality greed. Every lower uh, driving force of the human psyche it was there to fuel the the damn scuba industry, and now we're trying to clean it up one episode at a time, James. One episode at a time. Well, I think that's one of our strengths is that. We sit at a place where we were in that early stage and we were part of the transition and, you know, we're here able to, you know, continue on that that new thinking and diving today that is so common. But like what you were saying a minute ago, there's so many people that it's they get into scuba now. And it's not uncommon for your first set of gear to be a backplate and a wing and a long hose and to make split fin jokes, but you don't even know why where it came you're making from. the split fin jokes and where it all came from. It's just, it's ingrained in you, in your training now. So a lot of people, although they're saying the jokes, they don't really know why it is a joke you know, to begin <laughs> with. You know, So I, I think that's one of the, 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 the things that we do and are able to bring to the people is that perspective of when I got into scuba, when you got into scuba and how the thinking and the lineage went to gear purchasing then versus what I try to teach now to people that I train. Right. Yeah. If you don't know your history, you are pretty much bound to repeat it and you don't want to repeat that shit show of an era. No, you could just sit back and listen to old James E. and older Brando tell the stories of when we had our Air McDoodles on and why we don't use them today. We do give a lot of grief to a few uh, equipment selections, even teaching tactics and whatnot. But we've been there. We, we did them. We used them. So we're not innocent. We're, we're not on a high horse. Right, right. And interesting enough, I mean, that makes me uh, think of something I just saw this morning on the old Book of Faces is a new article by our good buddy Simon Pridmore, who we did do we did talk about one of his articles that he wrote in this year's episodes. You know, we did episode two ten. Yeah. It was it all comes down to me talking about, you know, what it means to be a great scuba instructor. But he just released another article about choosing your first B C D. Really? You know, and, and about 
do I do a wraparound? Do I do a back inflate? Do I do a back plate and wing? And tried to, and he tries to take it from a pretty good, honest perspective of pros and cons to each. Mm-hmm. And although there's a you know definitely a reason why I use what I use, I get what he's saying. You know, because so many people, and he even mentions in that like, so many people are so one sided. Yeah, that they cannot even see the other side or it's probably more that they refuse to see because they've already, you know, stuck their flag in the ground, you know, so. Right. Well, that, I mean, that is another aspect of the human psyche. We're quick to uh, get on a side and say, my side's the best and your side sucks and not even examine your side. You know, nobody's ever in a war and says, I'm the bad guy. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. All good. Old Simon, uh, I think we've used use something from Simon every year. We should send him a thank you card, actually, for providing us some fodder to, to speak about because I think we've had a, at least one article a year uh, from Simon Pridmore. So thank you, Simon. Yeah, we're just turning into the Simon Pridmore show. The Simon Pridmore show, starring old Jamesy Sorry. and older Brando. <laughs> uh, Simon can't be with us, but we'll talk him up. But, so, but on that, what I was going to say was, on that note of BCDs, and we've been there, what we continue to say is I could easily get in the water with a big jumbo wraparound poodle jacket BCD and Air McDoodle. And, and look ridiculous. Shorty, shorty wetsuit <laughs> and look ridiculous getting in the water. But I, it would dive perfectly fine, right? No, it's got a quick-release shoulder strap. I know perfectly well that it's not going to just spontaneously combust mid-dive, you know, as I'm floating over a piece of brain coral in oh, it doesn't do it like Grand that. Cayman, you know. The plastic breaks when it falls over on deck, you know. That, that's right, what happens. Yeah, yeah. yeah so like, like anything's going to work. You can make anything work, and you can make anything look good underwater like you're a quality diver. And I think that's what we keep trying to bring back to it is, that's not so much the issue is that, you know, there's a there's a value to teaching somebody a bigger philosophy that's consistent with the the evolution of equipment throughout your career. Underwater. Right. I was going to say it's nice to to pick something you can grow on, you can add to and grow with instead of completely changing you know, throwing it out, getting in the new stuff. You used it. It's gone now. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's not a technical diver, cave explorer anywhere in the world that is worth his weight that's wearing an Air McDoodle and a wrapper on BCD, right? So, I mean, at some point, everybody is going to evolve into the backplate wing idea. That's why we hold it so true such early on of, like, just learn it from the beginning so that as you grow and you need more gear, that's not an additional piece that you got to learn as well. You, you already have that figured out. Right. Now, if you owned a dive shop, you'd be saying, I want you to buy this jacket today, this jacket, snorkel, and split fins today, and go learn open water. You know, if you still want to take up open water after you, you flop around in that stuff for a while, uh, we'll move you into the technical gear or the more uh, robust equipment. But right now, I just want $1,500 for this. Well, and, and, I, and listen, I'll, I'll come out and I will say that I understand that model because... 
and the people out there bring it on themselves. Yes. I don't think our listeners bring it on themselves because I think our listeners are of a higher class of diver out there. I think they're not the ones that are falling into that trap. But when you walk in and you want the cheapest possible class for the, as fast as you could possibly get it done, that's what you're gonna. That is the dive shop that you're gonna be dealing with because that's all they can provide you. I, so I get it. I get it too, and, and I'm not saying to uh, eliminate it out of the entire industry. But when it is the majority, when you go to almost any shop, that is what you get in your face. I like the idea of a choice, like, hey, if I don't want to get into scuba diving that heavily, I'm going on my honeymoon, I doubt I'll dive again after this. Yeah, I get it. You don't need to put in the extra time and effort. You're going to do 30 feet with a dive master. You don't need all the extras. Yeah, well, we had that episode about the YouTube Academy of Worldwide Technical Divers of America. Well, that's something different. And I think that was a lot uh, of... That's people who who want the $1,500 special, James, but then don't want to pay for the training, so they go to the YouTube Academy of Technical Diving Greatness. Of America. World, worldwide. Worldwide. So two things that I would like to do more of for 2022 is this our great dive podcast new year's resolution time Uh, maybe a little bit maybe a little bit okay more more history like i just said and now that i'm I'm turning into a camera nerd we're we're gonna i think we're gonna try to hit a couple more episodes of photography than we did this year I, i know a lot of people in the past always asked for more photography and we did a little bit this year I think we were I think we were a little light on the photography overall for 2021. So we'll have to hit it a little bit harder in 2022. Okay, I like that. I like that. I mean, there's really no end to how much you can you can talk about photography. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I you know I I, I, th- I think you're right. I mean, it, it it's it's a discussion that even people that have been taking photographs for years still are trying to tweak and dial in and clean up and make better well it's a way to take your diving if you're if you're getting a little burnt out on your diving it'll add that little extra spice that'll continually change through your career and and keep you going i think i mean for me it does photography has always been a something i can go to when i'm uh tired of diving the same old spot you know for that matter or tired of practicing all the time and not getting the real dives in well you can just grab the camera and spice it up yeah because it is going to challenge your awareness in the water it's going to challenge your buoyancy in the water it's going to challenge your ability to stay together as a teammate in the water so it adds a lot of complexity more so than just going down to take pictures. If, if you look at what you want to achieve as a photographer, meaning I can still do the most important part, which is be a good diver and get some good photos along the way. Hopefully. Man, that's doing photography the right way. You know, it's one thing to just be a good diver and then grab a camera and all you're focused on is taking the good picture and you forget about all those good dives you're skills. diving yeah and you you make it up to the surface and you know you you go back you're you regress into all those bad habits of of what makes a, a poor diver overall when you have the camera if you're approaching it from the way that we constantly remind people is you're diving first <laughs> you have to you have to clear out physics and physiology and, and bring everybody home and try to get some photos along the way. Right. And above and beyond the diving, as far as the challenging aspects of it or the what it sparks in you, 
is um, that creativity. It'll, it'll challenge your creativity level. Can you get a different shot? Can you get a shot that hasn't been taken yet? Yeah, yeah. Which is why I, I love doing... I, I love doing those photo contest winners like we just did recently. You know those. Mm-hmm. Well, they add to your repertoire, don't they? They get your mind mind yeah. working, and so the idea. Well, not is... at first. At first, I get a little <laughs> jealous. <laughs> well, take take it all in. It's like uh, looking at. You know, I've got a lot of photography books, and you can just go online. The internet's a great resource, but go look at uh, world class photographers, and you start to see why. Why being a professional photographer, why they get paid so much? Because they constantly and without fail produce something amazing. Yes. Where everybody's got a damn camera right now. Everybody. And everybody's taking a million a million pictures that were documenting freaking existence like it's never been documented. But there are a lot of the same picture over and over and over. Yes, exactly. It's it's not the fact that you can take a picture of a tree. How can you make that tree look different? Yeah, it's how you take that picture of the tree. It's what story just a tree can tell just by how you capture it. I mean, that's what is so interesting to me. It's it's like, you know, uh, you look back at old Jimi Hendrix, you know, and as one of the greatest guitar players, but he's playing three chords, same three chords every idiot that picks up a guitar is playing, you know, but it, so it's not what he was playing. But how he how was playing he was those playing chords it, yes. that made Jimi Hendrix who Jimi Hendrix was, you know. And I think that's something that is shared with a with a camera as your instrument, or a guitar, or really anything. Yeah, it's funny you bring up Jimi Hendrix in that respect, and how he was. Uh, and this is this is I'm going to tell this little tidbit here, just so that you get some inspiration and you can realize that nobody's outside the realm of being great at something. And Jimi Hendrix was considered a mediocre guitarist when he was backup for the several bands that he was backup for. And it's like he went away for a year. And and a lot of people say, oh, that's because he started taking drugs. (laughs) And maybe it was. And I'm not saying go out there and take drugs to spark that creativity, that genius in you. But he came back and he was just amazing. People that had played with him before said they don't know what happened to him in that year. But he done changed. So you can do that. I think maybe you just go out there and you just throw yourself into it. Well, you know, you you mentioned that, and it comes back to another topic that we hit numerous times this year, which was getting into flow. And I think, like, when you immerse yourself into something, like he very much did, and the, and he went from playing, you know, songs you know, just to be a backup member of the band, to being able to let go and just let the music come out of them. You know, being able to get into that place, you know, we mentioned that a few times with when we did that episode about Laird Hamilton on on excellence and, and with, with surfing, and we've mentioned it on a couple different things along the way throughout the course of this year. But there's another one, and photo you know underwater photography comes in and just just being in that zone and then that place underwater on a dive within a dive team like getting into that mental state you know where you and I are on a dive and I look at you you look at me right at the exact same time and we're both thinking about making the next same next move like like that sounds like uh sounds like lovers <laughs> the way you the way you describe it <laughs> Just because we were hol- just because we were holding hands has nothing to do with our it. fins were touching. Um, <laughs> no, 
I, I think you bring up a great point of getting into that flow. It's like a, it, it becomes a meditation to a certain degree. Yeah, exactly. You know, and you kind of, you, you're on, you're so hyper alert, but at the same time, you're, it's just moving through you. The dive's going through you. It's a, it's, yeah, it, we get a little high, high lofty type uh, feelings and, and descriptions here, but I think, um, people should know like you know it's not uh any new age bullshit we're talking about it's more of just like uh getting your mind into that state where the diving flows through you and the things happen without really making them happen to a certain degree it's hard to describe like those if you're if you're talking about it you're not doing it or you don't get it you know those who speak do not know and those who know do not speak it's one of those kind of things it's it's hard to explain but we have addressed it Actually, through the through the four, actually five years of doing the podcast, James. Five years, five, five years, years we're going yeah. on here, brother. Two hundred and what's that? That's going to be two hundred and sixty episodes. Five years. Yeah, yeah. We were we were so young back then. We were five years, Brando. Almost like we're almost at half a million. We're getting there, eh? Plays of the show, according to our stats on. I'd like to, I'd I'd like to say we will not quit till we get a million. We we will promise the people at least a million. I think we should. Well, um, this is once again 2021 is our highest listened to year. Right. So we've got another another year of growth. You know, um, from 2018, you know, we tripled our listenership in 2019. It grew again in 2020. It's grown again in 2021. There's just no sign of stopping. Well, I like to hear that. And it's good that the word's getting out. You know what I like, James, is that our podcast, and I was worried about this in the beginning because we have a limited demographic. We're divers and we're talking about diving. But when you look at our episodes and you listen to them, I'd say a good percentage of what we talk about or a good portion of our topics even is uh, relatable to all aspects of life. To many aspects of life, anyway, not just diving. Uh, right, I, I think a lot of the show is just based on you know being a better human, and uh, the vessel that we focus it around is fins and a mask and right. you know, some taking some gas underwater with you. Well, I think it's because we use diving as a tool to to be a better human, but to also be better at life, to approach all aspects of life in the same manner that we approach diving. For example, you know, we talk, we had a, another one of our, a couple of our episodes, we've had um, Gareth Locke and his human factors and the topics that come across there, which really Gareth talks to a whole slew of industries about human factors and accidents, you know, human factors. And what they mean by that is we're humans, we're performing dangerous or possibly dangerous activities, we're going to make mistakes. So how do we do this safely kind of thing? How do we fail safely? Exactly. We, so we've had Gareth's uh, stuff on there. We've had... Hashtag M-I-E-T-D-T-R-T-A-H-T-D-T-W-T, <laughs> if you know what I mean, Brando. I do. I do know what you mean. The uh, That was a pretty good episode. And um, basically, to refresh our our listeners, it's making it easier to do the right thing and harder to do the wrong thing, right? That's that's that acronym. (laughs) That's a really great acronym, too, because it's easier to say that. (laughs) It's one of the few times where saying a very long sentence 
is easier than saying the hashtag. Yeah, agreed, agreed. But yeah, I always enjoy the human factors things because it is very relatable to almost anything you you pursue in life. Oh, and by the way, and, and on on that note, we were part of the first ever human factors conference. You know what? The the sad part, though, is it was the first one. We didn't really feel it out well. We didn't know enough. And I kind of regretted that we didn't because it was really cool. And I know the next one, because I'm and I'm hoping, I got my fingers and toes all crossed, Garrett's going to put on a second one because it was great. I mean, it was really, really interesting how he did it. I had no idea of what to expect. With yeah. And I tell you what, in, in the next two to five years... You're going to see more of those, yeah. The the online meta conferences is going to go through the roof. Like like, what what that was for a beginning, like five years from now, I think the technology is only going to keep progressing and and focusing in on that type of a of a meeting place where people literally from all over the world can get together in in something great like that. Yeah, like like that could like five years ago that, that that just it just couldn't be done, and five years from now, who knows the way it's going to be done is going to be incredible. Yeah, if we're all still alive, but yes, absolutely. <laughs> if uh, theta variant doesn't take us down, but speaking of that meta, have you tried the VR? What about the, the what about the YOLO variant? <laughs> YOLO variant, I love it. I love it. <laughs> YOLO. That's uh, that's that's what I just got infected with. Was the YOLO variant. I want that first variant. One in, the, the first one in North America. Mm. Nice. I was gonna say, speaking of meta, have you tried the uh, VR? No, not yet. Dude, dude, it's pretty insane. I, I had the VR uh, where you put your phone in into the back of it, right? Right. Yeah, I remember that. And it was yeah, pretty I've, cool. I've used but, that one. Yeah, yeah, that one was okay. Not compared to like the Oculus, which is now right, Meta. It's right. called Meta. Amazing, amazing, pretty cool stuff. So with that, after trying that, you can see how you're going to be able to use that VR stuff for these meetings, for these these conferences. Oh, and you're going to exactly. Yeah, that's where it's all. You're going to have sword you know, fights like can... and gunfights. <laughs> You're going to be throwing crap at each other. It's going to be awesome. I'm going to shoot everybody I see with a spear gun. It's going to be great. The future can be fun. Welcome to DEMA 2025. (laughs) Son of a bitch. Yeah, it's going to be great. To stay on that whole uh, on Gareth topic and and human factors, we had a little spinoff of that with our uh, illusion of communication, which to me was in our top five shows ever. As far as topics, I agree. Uh, I think uh, illusion of communication and um, and the mastery. I think I would put definitely in my top top five of of our shows for twenty twenty one for sure because they really spoke. They really spoke to the people. It got people talking to themselves and to us. It hit some hot button topics. You know, got people fired up and created conversation. And again, like you said earlier, it's it, it was stuff about not specifically about diving, but being a better person all around that you could use in all walks of life. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we have done a little bit more. We've paid a little more attention to our our listeners, I think, this year. With some, you know, we've had a couple episodes which were basically talking about letters and and um, well, letters from our listeners was one of our episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
You know what we should do? We should we should do an app. We should do a whole episode specifically about listeners and letters that they wrote <laughs> to us in particular. Mm. And we'll call it letters from our listeners. Part two. Genius. Genius. <laughs> but I listen, I love doing the viewer mail, listener mail stuff. I, I I love reading the the comments that we get. I love reading the reviews. Shout out to everybody out there that's left us an iTunes review like uh, we asked you to do. Remember, <laughs> one star or five stars. None of that three, four, two bullshit has no place in our world. Love us or leave us, but, yes. but please leave a leave a review for us because we love reading them and uh, we love going through those, the good ones and the bad ones. That's uh, I think Absolutely. that's one that's one of the things I think out there. A lot of people are happy to read their good reviews. Very few shows <laughs> read their bad reviews out loud on uh, on the show. You know, one of the things that, that I enjoy doing, it's the most work of all of the shows because I really got to do my research and I really got to do all my homework beforehand is when we do the little biography shows, like we did the Dottie Frazier one this year, right? I never know what kind of a re- review and feedback I'm going to get from the people uh, and it was kind of mixed. Uh, again, I think there's times where people expect us to get up here and sing and dance uh, a silly dance. But there's a lot of interesting biographies out there in the scuba world and a lot of interesting history that new divers should take the time to learn more about how we got to where we got. And the Dottie Frazier story, I thought, was a kick-ass story of a cool-ass chick. Absolutely. Well, I think there's different reasons people listen. You know, some people listen for the uh, how to be a better diver type topics. Some people listen for some of the history. Some people listen for pure humor, for the pure comedy. uh, Don't you mean comedic (laughs) genius? There you go. That's exactly what I meant. And then some people don't even know why they listen. They're like (laughs) junkies. They can't stop. And then we have one or two that are like... uh, psychopath uh, stalkers <laughs> right right well you never know what you're gonna get great Dive podcast is like a box of chocolates <laughs> they say. it's kind of like a box of chocolates speaking of which i mean and this is kind of a shout out you know talking about our fans we get a lot of things you know sent to us uh, like the beer we have the beer sent to us hats T-shirts. T-shirts. The sweet-ass uh, scuba pens that we just got. The pens, yes. These are incredible. Thank you, Chris's brother. Uh, some, the, we got the, we got the, the St. Lawrence spirits sent over to us. Oh, yeah. The, our folks, our folks over out east there in New York treated us super well. But you know what we haven't received yet, James? At least I haven't seen any. Is any nudes, any nude pics? Because I think when you get famous, isn't that what you're supposed to get? People sending you, sending you nudes. I think once we, hey, uh, hey, Tom, hey, Tom, could you take care of this, please? <laughs> but once we get a couple nudes, we'll we'll have reached the pinnacle. We'll have finally made it. Tom, that is Brando at thegreatdivepodcast.com, where you can uh, take care of that, please. <laughs> Wolfie, I don't want a nude Wolf, of town. <laughs> Wolfgang, can you uh, take care of that for Brando? Brando mm. at the Great Dive Podcast. <laughs> no, we, my wife and I were just talking about that the other day. Said I haven't. I think the topic came up on the radio or something, and I said we haven't received any nudes. I think that's the 
the hallmark or the earmark of actually achieving greatness. You've, you've made it as far as fame goes. So what you're saying is we're basically the Beatles of scuba podcasts. Exactly. Once we get <laughs> once, some once nudes. Once we get to that level. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. The Beatles of scuba podcasts. When people start fainting when I walk <laughs> to the water, <laughs> like they did when they saw Elvis shake his lip, hips, we'll know we made it. <laughs> we did get compared to... Uh, and this this was this year, I believe. The car guys, the NPR car car guys, were the car guys of scuba. The car talk, car talk guys. Yes, click and clack, right? Which I took as probably the great one of the greatest compliments I've ever received. Because you did, you mean that, that hit you right in the feels? Yes, I love those guys. I don't know anybody who doesn't love you know click and clack. They're a lot like us. Either you love them. They're another one star or five star show. You, there's nobody giving a two or a four exactly. to, to click and clack. We could probably pull off a click and clack uh, format if we have people call in with their problems with their scuba gear. Especially oh. you, James. You could you could be like, well, it sounds like you need a new poppet there. <laughs> <laughs> now, now is it is it your first stage doing a? Or it's your second stage doing a that was it doing a or a yeah I like that format we got to figure out how to we need a, a a technical engineer for our show that can help us go live take great Dive podcast live Tiffany's taking night classes in okay. that realm <laughs> perfect yeah we're working on uh, giving. Tiffany a big raise in job promotion. So we have currently sent her to night classes. A 100% increase in salary. Um, episode 148, Brando. All I ever, All I really... ever really needed to know I learned in yes. my cave diving class. Still ranking as one of our top ever episodes. Not quite the popularity of our number one, which is still the to pee or not to pee. You know, the, the birth of the pee fog episodes for those of you uh p-fog lovers out there those of you who are looking to get your bottle of p-fog or those of you who are wondering what the hell is this stupid jingle that comes <laughs> every now and again we've got a product we've got a product name we've got a we've got a catchy jingle we do need to get that out to the, into the hands of the people out there we so do those of you who are interested in p-fog we need to know whether or not it's worthwhile that we actually do so send us a message either on facebook or info at the great dive podcast about getting pfog getting you your bottle of pfog it is the instructor's choice reliable clarity don't forget refill daily p.s it's vegan and it's vegan it's organic and vegan pure clean natural pfog you know, in our top 10 episodes, three of them are cave diving episodes. And I think the people are going to be happy to know that coming up in just about, what, two weeks, International World Cave Diving Month begins. And we've gotten a lot of, we've gotten a lot of suggestions for episodes this year. So stay tuned, people. Got a, some good ones on the horizon coming up in 2022. 2020 is like the blank year, isn't it? It, it just like didn't exist. Everybody forgets about it uh, when they're counting years. I know and, it, I know it. 
remember that when we did that? Yeah, that was uh, that was just last year. You're like, no, that was two years ago. Last year was nothing. Didn't count. Erase it. Erase it. Just erase uh, it. Erase it from your memory. Still number one, Brando. It's going to be hard, hard to beat. And I think it's just because we're hometowners. And you know, Americans love our hometowners. USA, by long and far, still our number one top country in the world. But looking at the at these the top fifty countries listening to us, it blows me away. Some of these places <laughs> where we've got not just like one person listening, but like thousands of people uh, uh, tuning in and listening to the show from all over the damn world. But top three: United States, Australia, mate. And the hosers from Canada. <laughs> Love you guys. Take off, eh? Love you, eh? We've got hundreds of people listening in Finland, Brando. Really? Good old Finland. And Ethiopia, even. Really? Yeah. Ethiopia. India and Greece, Israel and Chile and Poland. Chile. Chile. Chile is what you put in the crockpot. The Maldives and Vietnam and Iran, Egypt. The Ukraine, all over the world. Double damn. Japan? Yeah. And France and Italy and Austria and Denmark. Malta? Slovakia. Malta, yeah. Nice. So thank you people out there all over the world that are tuning in to good old Great Dive Podcast. All right, everybody. Well, thank you for tuning in as we take a little look back at 2021 and prepare for the future of 2022 on the great dive podcast thanks for being part of it people thank you to everyone who's donated to the show who is a patreon sponsor thank you to everyone who's left us a message given us a comment left us a review on itunes huge thank you from good old jamesy and i also want to include our our spouses and our families for putting up with us (laughs) and the time that we put in (laughs) to pursue our passion Big heartfelt thank you to our spouses for putting up with our antics. Lee and Patty, thank you, ladies, for what you do for us. And on that note, yes, and an added thank you from Brando as well, because I don't know what I'd be doing with myself, James, if we weren't doing this podcast. It keeps me going every day through this pandemic stuff and whatnot. Yes, uh, it's pretty good. Pretty good distraction, and it's a lot of fun, so... Thanks, folks. Let's sign uh, logbooks. I'm going to use my new scuba pen. I've got mine in my hand right here, brother. This thing's awesome. Here, let me sign this. Hashtag YOLO variant. <laughs> See you in 2022. <laughs> Hashtag I got the booster for the YOLO variant. I guess we had to bring in the coronavirus, didn't we? We had to. All right, everybody. We'll talk to you next year, people. Hey, celebrate hard this year. Celebrate hard, people. Have one for us, but be safe. Ah, I hate that saying. <laughs> it's been overused. Have fun. Take chances. Happy New Year, folks. I said to myself when we're old.